Hello, uh, I'm Benny Torres. Uh, you probably already know that if you're listening to this podcast because it's our first episode. Uh, but if you don't know, now you know. Uh, I'm on the phone with Dan Daniello. Say hello. Hey there. Say hello, Dan. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, and uh, you're listening to the Beyond Advertising BS podcast, uh, the Babs podcast, as I will probably call it. Um, the inspiration for this podcast is uh, all about, uh, I guess, college kids, college students sort of uh, seeking out some professional advice, seeking out some professional help, some professional mentorship. Uh, why you might want to trust me is uh, I've been teaching for a year and a half at Florida. Again, hopefully you already know this, but if you don't, uh, I've been teaching classes in creativity and professionalism. I've worked in the advertising industry for about eight years. Uh, and Dan here is actually a, a fitting first guest on the Babs podcast because he actually has been through the class as a, as a student and as a um, someone who helped us sort of uh, define the curriculum. So... Dan, you want to introduce yourself or introduce sort of our relationship? Yeah, it's it's a, a different one, certainly, uh, the relationship I have with Benny. But, uh, you know, I, I just graduated from Florida uh, with a degree in advertising and, and, you know, not really knowing when I started school where I wanted to go and, and kind of having to uh, forge my path uh, on my own. And so... Having a relationship with with uh, a professor like Benny, who can really you know help you try to figure out what you need to do and um, how to reflect on what you want and how to make that happen. Uh, and so uh, I'm here now in Austin, Texas, uh, my hometown, where I'm working as a graphic designer, which is my passion and. Uh, couldn't, couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually was introduced to Dan uh, through another uh, uh, professional who's actually working at the university. Uh, Dan was in Chicago uh, as an intern before he graduated, before all of this stuff. Uh, and we were just introduced by an email connection because uh, I had learned that I was going from industry uh, into academia. Um, and, uh, I forget why or how we were introduced, but I do remember that we did not end up meeting in Chicago. Um, yeah. but I met, I think I met, I first met Dan maybe in class at some capacity or in, in, in some form. Uh, but specifically, Dan, talk to me about Babs itself. What was like, what can listeners expect from, Babs, based on what your experience was taking the class, what what did Beyond Advertising BS help you sort of figure out or think about uh, as a class? And then what I'm hoping for is that we can kind of talk about, you know, what the vision for this podcast is based off of that. Yeah. So so for me, the class, uh, like in, in all of its looseness and all of uh, um, being able to kind of bounce around subject to subject, you you're able to build this dialogue of, of questioning uh, the world around you and uh, really looking at things in a different light and uh, really like, trying to harness having a dialogue and, and having conversation about the way that things are and, and 
you know, how we can influence the world. And um, I've never really been uh, exposed to a class like that. So having uh, something like that was really special. Uh, and I hope, I mean, we might have, I might have buried the lead here, uh, Dan, so you'll have to apologize. Like most things, I get very excited and I forget sort of <laughs> what to, what I'm actually doing here. Uh, you know, Babs is a podcast and Babs is a class. Uh, and if you made it four and a half minutes, God bless you, without knowing what the heck we're actually doing here. It was a class uh, and it's a podcast where we're going to talk to professionals in industries uh, and just get a sense for where the heck they, how they got to where they were. Uh, I think a lot of times we look at successful people, we look at sort of people we want to be like and kind of assume a lot of things about their journey. Uh, but in talking to a lot of professionals and going through my own life and talking to a lot of happy people and hopefully in talking to Dan here today, uh, you kind of realize that everybody's story is way messier than, yeah. you know, yeah. T so yeah, tell me, tell me. You have, you in in kind of um, like having an idol in, in whatever field you're in, you kind of um, chalk it up to like the the way that they are now or the the way that they got to where they are is just by being perfect and being uh, wonderful and having all the right things happen. Um, but you you kind of idealize you know their journey, but when you're living it and, and going through it yourself. It's not not pretty all the time, you know. Uh, in, in the relationships that you build to, you know, find a job, to, you know, awkward interviews or um, just like things that you have to give up in order to um, advance. It, it, it's it's not easy. And so um, realizing that and talking to people and, and seeing what their journey is like. Uh, it kind of relieves pressure from you and thinking that you have to do everything a certain way or you have to follow some path because there really isn't a path. There's a, a road that uh, might lead to another road that will go downhill and then you have to uh, climb up this mountain. So uh, just allowing yourself that flexibility and, and uh, knowing that uh, – Anything is possible. <laughs> and anything is possible, just like the T-shirt says. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's uh, yeah. So it's, it's lofty. You know, like the class is it, is odd and it's different and it's it's fun and it's uh, energetic. Uh, so it's a lot, it's a lot of things. Yeah, and and I hope that I hope that this podcast is some of those things too. Uh, yeah. So, to you know. To kind of sum up kind of what we're doing here, uh, if you are sort of in college right now, if you are a little bit insecure about sort of where you want to go or what you want to do, uh, heck, if you're currently working somewhere that you're not entirely happy with and you don't know sort of where you might want to go, I, I, my goal is that this is a podcast. This is, you know, maybe an hour of your time that's useful to hear people's stories, to hear people's journeys, uh, and to sort of like... Just, you know, to, to Dan's point, I've heard a lot of people in general, not just young people, but people in general, sort of unsure of where they want to go, what they want to do, and unsure of the people that they look up to, how they got there. Uh, and the goal of, of these conversations, hopefully over time, is that 
Uh, we start to realize some of the parallels uh, between journeys of very different successful people uh, and that we just kind of ease some of that nervousness by showing off the journeys of, of other folks as well. Uh, would you say anything else about Babs, Dan? Um, do it. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully by downloading it, you're already doing it. But anyway. Off, off to the races. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm happy Dan is, is our first sort of guest or one of our first guests on the podcast is, you know, Dan graduated less than a year ago. Uh, and I think too often we sort of miss out on that voice. Too often I think we miss out on, on the person who's just made the transition and, and sort of ask them sort of how's it going and, and you know, how's it, how's it been? Uh, I know when I left college, it was a pretty traumatic uh, experience looking back on it, but like life was happening so fast that I didn't really have time to sit down and, and process it and think about what the heck I was going through. Uh, so totally. I'm curious, Dan, because we've, we've been through this before a little bit in terms of talking about your own journey and, and reflecting on it. Uh, how, how has it been since graduation? What was, what was your expectations of, of your post-graduation life and, and, how well, let's let's stay, let's actually start there. What were your expectations uh, of post graduation life? If you can kind of remember a year ago, what were you thinking was going to happen and how it was going to run? Yeah, so uh, I think a few months prior to graduation, uh, I was kind of in that frenzy of applying to a bunch of places, not not really having a set plan, just kind of a vague geographical I want to be in New York or Austin or Philadelphia um, but kind of in I, I try not to set expectations a ton because if you uh, hold something up and you you uh, for whatever reason it doesn't work out you you know, you can get more bummed, and, and if, if things are out of your control, and for like jobs and interviews and applications, a lot of the times they are. And so, uh, I just tried my heart to uh, land a good job, and uh, I really wanted to be at a place that I could continue uh, education, not not in the classroom, but in in the sense of you know, growing as a designer and learning new skills and uh, working with people that like me and could uh, help me to continue that education. So that was, that was probably the most important thing to me and something that I was looking for. Looking back on that last semester, on your last semester of college, uh, what was that like? If you, if you, had, if you were like... Uh recapping it for a friend or, or someone who maybe didn't you never heard of college uh i'm yeah. curious to get your take on sort of what was it what did it feel like uh as, as you think back to you know those last semesters maybe start even getting towards like what what would you do differently but i'm actually more curious sort of like what did it feel like you know, you're, you're almost a year out now dan like you know you're an old yeah. man now uh if you think back to those last couple of semesters uh you know yeah what did it feel like yeah, it, it's interesting thinking back on it because, you know, at the time, uh, it didn't really feel any different from college, but things 
we're like slowly coming to an end and certainly faster than you anticipate. And so um, it starts to get into a weird, like, school's ending in three months and I'm not going to be in Gainesville anymore. And a lot of people that I see on a daily basis are going to be, you know, all across the United States. And, and uh, that's a weird realization that you're just not going to see people. You're not going to... Um, for one, you're not required to go to class anymore, which which is a big one. Yeah, like I actually want to talk about that because I think it's something that goes a little underrated, which is you've spent, you know, basically 21, 22 years of your life going yeah. to class, having teachers, like having this very scripted portion of your day. Even in college, a large portion, large chunks of your day are kind of scripted. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so like, you know, Talk to me about that a little bit, even just that transition or that shift. Yeah. So um, in kind of losing that that very um, kind of strict schedule that you have these classes at time and you, you have a test that you have to prepare for and you need this, this many days and you need to spend this many hours, everything is very regimented in, in, in college. And certainly, you know, some people's experiences are vastly different, whether you're in chemical engineering or if you're uh, in advertising or in the design program uh, or studio art like I uh, And so it, it's cool coming out of school and being able to be like, I make my own schedule. And certainly, depending on what job you find, uh, you'll have to, you know, work within those uh, work day hours of 10 to or nine to five but it, but it feels uh, different right like so tell me like why how is it different you're you're in it right now and you were i mean i haven't been in in classes for a very very long time so i'm yeah. curious like i would assume most of our listeners are gonna probably be in classes now maybe I, I don't know but like how is it how is it different how's your how's your life different now than it was even just a year ago uh it, it, it's a lot more liberating uh not being able uh, to be beholden to other people's schedules. So, like, in school, um, you have to meet certain requirements. You have to uh, follow the teacher's guidelines. You have to, you know, dot your T's and cross your I's. Uh, but when you're out of school, the only person pushing you to do better is yourself. And maybe to your employer in, in some degree, uh, but a lot of that drive is it shifts from being outward school to, you know, you needing to perform and meet certain grades to uh, being very inwardly focused when you're, when you're graduating. The only person who's going to push you forward uh, is yourself. Was that shocking to you? I don't think so. I, and this is something that I had to learn in college on my own because um, knowing that I wanted to go into design but not really having those resources to do it in school, I spent a lot of time teaching myself and, and uh, trying to advance myself in design because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. 
So you had you had already been practicing the more entrepreneurial. I got to get this done on my own mentality from the beginning. Or from, totally. Uh, I'm just curious because you 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 you, were, you always stru- struck out, stru- stuck out to me as as a rare guy in that capacity. What do you think led you to that realization? So like I, I see a lot of students. I see a lot of people come into my office who want to sort of be creative or maybe think to themselves, yeah, I know that I'm a good writer, or I'm a good designer or something, uh, and don't quite realize that. What What do you think was different for you? Ooh, that's a toughie. Um, I'll, I'll borrow a little bit of feedback that I've gotten, you know, from the various jobs that I've had that I think are, are pretty relevant to what might make me different or, or out in a way, is that I have kind of this undying curiosity of how things look and why they're that way and how could they improve. And um, I really spend a lot of time and effort looking at the world and looking at design and, and, you know, from the logo of... uh, a coffee shop you pass to, um, you know, like a ad you see on TV. You really just have to question everything and, and be uh, paying attention to what's going on around you. And I think that that passion is something that really carried me forward. Have you ever watched? Uh, have you ever watched the movie Sister Act Two, Dan? I have not. You have not. Oh my God! Number one, it is a classic. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg as a nun. I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, but one of the lines, one of the lines, they and they end up singing it. Like she like helps like inner city youth like become whatever. Uh, and one of the lines that they use is, "If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention." Uh, and I find that like, you know, you, you had kind of a long, a, a little bit of a long answer to it, but like, you know, it, do you think it's, do you think that part of your difference is as simple as just being curious? I do. I do think, uh, it, it could be that simple. Um, what I think sets me apart and has really pushed me forward is, I'm just one of the biggest design nerds that you will ever meet. Uh, I love typography. I love color. I love layout. Anything that exists in the material world uh, can in some way be translated to design, be it industrial design, be it interior design, automotive design. Uh, And so... Just thinking about all of the things that make our world run and how it relates to design, um, I think has allowed me to be a better creative, certainly. And I'm going to actually, I'll generalize this because I think, you know, if I were listening and I didn't identify as a designer, Dan's a, a designer by trade, um, or I didn't identify as like a creative quite yet, uh, I might say, well, cool, I don't have to be curious. I'm going to broaden that out there. You know, I I think part of the reason why Dan as a a creative individual was in a non-creative school, Florida is not a, you know, quote unquote creative program. uh, And heck, even the studio art 
I think it was studio art, Dan, that you were in? Yeah. Even studio art uh, is much more focused on art. It's not focused on sort of practical how to sell your stuff or how to make money off of it. Um, Absolutely. uh, And so I do think part of the reason why you know, Dan is sitting here, you know, with, with a job a year later that he's happy with in part is cause he's, is, is that curiosity. Um, and it's something that like, it's so funny to me cause I, I agree, Dan, it's kind of like breathing, like where you're like, well, yeah, I guess I've just always been sort of uh, a curious person. Um, but you know, uh, I think it's something that, you know, I don't know. I, I definitely have taken for granted. Uh, and, and when you start picking apart, like why and how to be curious, that's where it gets like a little tougher, a little more, you know, interesting. Uh, would you say there are things in your daily life that you do that like keep you curious that like, that are little habits, habits of, of curious people? Um, I think I, I spend a lot of time, um, looking through various archives that I have on my computer that are like either um, the Library of Congress or the uh, New York Public Library, the name of you. They have- You have like archives of them on your computer? (laughs) No, so they're websites. They're all, it's a bunch of digitized digitized files from, you know, dating back as early as the 1400s or, you know, they're, they're treasure troves of uh, either things that have been printed or, or drawn, you know, so long ago that I, I just love looking at that. I spend hours, you know, weeding through millions of images on, on some of these archives that really, uh, have some beautiful work that uh, we can't really see today. <laughs> you you really so you weren't kidding with that nerd part. That is that sounds deeply nerdy. Uh, oh, yeah. And I actually I totally want to talk about that because like the the nerd thing. I think maybe maybe that's an easier way to talk about passion in 2017. Is I like. Like, what are you nerdy about? Like, what could you, like, Dan is literally talking, like, Dan, to be clear, you are literally talking as if it was the most normal thing ever that you sit there and, like, go through archives of old things and, like, look at them for hours, like, which is not normal. It's like what a nerd would do. It's totally not normal. But I mean, but, you know, I guess that's, maybe that's the, the more interesting question, which is like, you know. How 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 do you think you just gave into that nerdiness? Is it that you love it so much that you like you can't help it? Um, like if I'm sitting here and thinking like, well, I could never do that, um, you know. Instead of asking like, what are the habits of curious people? Like, you know, how how'd you give yourself freedom to be a nerd about something like that? Uh, you know, and and it, and it always did it. It hasn't always been this way, and so it's something that developed over time. Now, I went, I started my uh, undergrad in marketing, which is probably the one of the furthest away things from what I'm currently doing. Uh, and so, I noticed that as I was um, studying. 
I would always be focused elsewhere in the advertising portion of marketing campaigns. And then specifically to that, design portion of the advertisement. So uh, it kind of tunneled in, and that creativity or, or and that curiosity kind of followed. Uh, so you were you were you were studying something that you weren't. So like you were studying something, and then there was this other thing that you were nerding out about, basically. Yeah. And so you just kind of like were like, well, wait a second, I'm nerding out about this other. Like over time, it was just like I'm studying X, and I'm nerding out about Y. Why aren't I just studying Y? Exactly. Yeah, because you know, graduating from school, and I had I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I did marketing because I was like, oh, that sounds practical. And, you know, it, it focuses on, uh, you know, how people uh, interact with products. You can get into consumer behavior, which is something that was interesting to me. And uh, just through that, it kind of exposed itself to me that design was the thing that I needed to do. Uh, it's so, you know, like... It strikes me because I have a very, very similar story. And actually what I hope for as we record more and more of these and, you know, maybe they're an asset for the university or I don't know, maybe they're my asset. I don't know what we're going to end up doing with this, but we're going to end yeah. up doing something with it. Um, definitely not nothing. <laughs> definitely not nothing. Uh, it, you know, I'm hoping that we have a lot of similar stories told in different ways. And like, I, I kind of have the same thing that Dan had with design, just with video games where my whole life I've loved video games. And so when I came into college, it was kind of like, okay, I know that I'm studying something more practical, but like I never kind of gave up on video games and like being a nerd about them, like not just playing them, but like being curious, like, to be clear, when when we say, you know, at least when I say, at least in this conversation with Dan, nerd, I'm not just talking about being obsessed with something. I'm being, I'm talking about like being curious about it. And like, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm you know, tell me if you had a similar experience, Dan, that this meant like, okay, I'm a nerd about video games. I love video games. I wonder how they work. I wonder who makes them. I wonder you know, who reports about them. I wonder how just things get done in that industry. Um, like being, it's almost like being a meta nerd, like thinking about, thinking about, you know, thinking about how they think about video games was something that I started uh, exploring. Yeah, that's very similar to my experience as well. And I mean, I feel like it's like, Whenever somebody comes to me for coaching or, you know, whatever, I, I, and it's, and it's not specific, I usually start with passions because, like, for whatever reason, you know, somehow we like, we think practically as opposed to like passionately. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about the world or, or something like the world. There's, there's a lot of people telling you to think practically. Uh, and I don't know what Dan says, but I'm here to say, think passionately. Think, think about like what you think about what you love, because what else, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, it's funny. I ran into uh, my high school biology teacher on a plane in, in uh, New York City. And she uh, like, so what are you studying now? I said, I'm going to school for marketing. And she says, oh, it's 
everyone gets out of high school and they they try to find this practical job. And, you know, she's since left being a teacher because she, I, I think that was one of the major concerns about uh, education and, and everyone picking something that are like, hey, how can we make money and, uh, like, have a decent life? But uh, at the end of the day, like, are, are you being fulfilled? And I think um, that's something that's really important that, that we focus on. Ooh, you, you, I think you, you broke up there a little bit. Oh, yeah? No, it's your cell phone. It's not, it's, not, it's not a problem with our technology. It's your terrible cell phone service. Terrible. <laughs> uh, but you were on to something there. Fulfillment's an interesting uh, word, and I don't want us to get like too philosophical here, but I, have a, I might throw, throw us back to our old, our old conversation here. Um, were you fulfilled in college? Mm. I think in my relationships and you know, and friends and you know jobs I had in college, yes. Educationally, I would lean towards uh, definitely not a, a hard no. Leaning towards no. <laughs> I think especially you know classes like that and and the create the creativity that. Uh, the College of Journalism wanted to bring in, uh, I think it's, it's on the right track. But, you know, I had to, I had to go elsewhere uh, in, in finding that creative outlet. Which, which I find, um, like, dude, Dan, uh, I find it, like, so fascinating because it's, it's, it's a story I hear again and again. And, like, a lot of people who take my classes or, like, you know, interact with me as a, as a lecturer – would be like, have you always been this way? Like, have you always been so like crazy and free? And I'm like, I, you know, the answer is usually no. Like, you know, uh, sorry to say, and I'm, I'm insulting Dan as I insult everybody probably that's maybe listening to this right now, but like, you don't know what you don't know when you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Frankly, I'm 31 and I still don't know what I don't know. Um, <laughs> so like, no, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't whatever the heck I am now than I was back then. But what I do remember thinking differently, and I do think it's something that, you know, has changed, um, is I do remember entering college with the mindset of, I'm going to have fun and I'm going to like take things that I enjoy. Cause I remember entering college thinking to myself, like, this is an opportunity to like take Egyptology and like Japanese culture and like drug use in society just because I'm interested in it. And I think somewhere along the line, like we've kind of like lost that. Um, yeah. Cause there's like a ton of like really weird, interesting things that you could take in a college. Like they, they always make the joke of like underwater basket weaving, but like, you know, yeah, I think there's an, I think that's one of the, one of the pieces of advice I would, I would give is like, you know, stretch out your classes a little bit like like figure out what the heck you actually are maybe potentially curious about because you never know what like a class in astronomy would will take you down I, I think we i don't know i think we're like too scripted like in a weird way and what do you expect right like in elementary school middle school and high school you kind of are given all these classes that you have to take and then you kind of enter college and it doesn't really work like that at all um but you still kind of act like that which makes sense but like i don't know I'm I'm here to be the anti voice of all those 
terrible. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they're going to not, not like me, but all those terrible advisors who are like, you need to graduate on time. I'm like, don't graduate on time. 